Jason Askew, manager of the Howard County Multi-Service Center, presents this podcast with Sandra Price and Scott Sheldon. Howard County, Maryland has offered Getting Ahead in a Just Getting By World for more than two years. The group will discuss the supports they provide to Getting Ahead graduates as part of their Staying Ahead effort. Hello, everyone. Um, I would like just to take an opportunity to introduce our other two guests here. So, Sandra Price, who is a previous graduate but also chair of our outreach committee. And we also have Scott Sheldon, who was also a previous graduate of our um, Staying Ahead While Getting Out program, uh, currently working here with us with the county. So again, thanks uh, everyone for joining us. Just to give a little <clears throat> quick overview of um, sort of what we've been doing in Howard County. We've had the Getting Ahead program for about two, over a little over two years uh, in Howard County. Um, so the, the program is currently facilitated um, by county government here um, through our multi-service center which is Department of Community Resources and Services. Um, and what we do is we provide sort of all the human service programs and uh, resources for Howard County government through our Office on Aging, our Children and Families, and our Community Partnerships. Uh, specifically, what I do here with the Multi-Service Center is, is manage our one-stop shop. So we have about 13 different organizations here that provide crisis uh, resources um, and emergency services for those who are in need in our community. So today I just wanted to sort of give a quick overview of some of the things that we've been doing with our Getting Ahead program, but also staying ahead and, and leave most of the time for our graduates to also share and questions. But just to give folks an up sort of a overview of Howard County, um, our total population is a little over 300,000. Um, although we do live in somewhat of a, a wealthy county here, as many of you folks know, there is still a great need. Our median household income is a little over $100,000 here in the county. Um, and as you see, sort of the medium home value of over 400000 here in the county. One of the reasons that we uh, sort of needed bridges in, in, in sort of the Getting Ahead program um, in which the initiative came here was about two years ago, uh, three years ago, our board to promote self-sufficiency, which is a local board that is put together by our county exec, was just to be established to find a new way of providing services and resources in our community for those that are in need. Um, so we, we, one of our community advocates, heard about the Getting Ahead program and thought that it would be a great opportunity. Um, basically, the, the um, statistics of those who are living in poverty in our community is about 5%, a little over 15,000 individuals in Howard County who are in poverty. 12% um, of those folks live, live below the 200% of the federal poverty line. And as you see, what that is broken down to by, by race, with the highest currently being our Hispanic population, secondly by African American. Um, one of the sort of interesting things in the county is that because we live in such a wealthy county, we, we understand sort of the magnitude of those who are living in poverty um, and those who are living in crisis that, you know, that sort of magnitude the need that they have because they're in such a wealthy county. But you're in a wealthy county and, and you're still struggling trying to make ends meet. Um, household earning minimum wage here in our county, someone uh, would need to work at least three full-time jobs, you know, basically to rent an apartment here in our Columbia, Maryland area. Um, and again, as you can see, where our medium income is a little over $110,000. Just to give you sort of an overview of the county's investment into our Getting Ahead program, um, in FY16, our county government um, allotted a little over $100,000 for our GA initiative. 
um, this past fiscal year, we had about 94000 And what we do with that fund is that we partner with our local nonprofit and state agencies in, what, in which they apply for small grants from us in order to provide uh, getting ahead programs in their institutions. So we have many uh, community partners with our workforce, our housing, our Department of Social Services, and our faith-based partners as well, is that we provide small grants to these organizations to be able to facilitate uh, getting ahead groups in the community. This just gives you sort of a, a brochure and marketing information that we came up with uh, for the Staying Ahead program. We also have a full-time Getting Ahead coordinator that we've hired just sort of with the demand and also to be able to coordinate and facilitate the program. Um, so with our Staying Ahead program, we, we wanted to be sort of specific and strategic of actually what that was. We, we've had a lot of folks that have graduated and that have gone through, but we wanted to have a better focus and idea of what's next. And so what these graduates are able to do once they complete this Getting Ahead program in which the Staying Ahead was sort of birthed out of. Um, and you'll see at the bottom sort of the mission is um, we're committed to improving lives, encouraging self-sufficiency, and continuing sort of the momentum of stability. But just to give the individuals, again, that, that, that motivation and support once they are finished with the Getting Ahead program. Just to give an idea of some of our, our partnerships and sort of what these partnerships are, um, we understand that sort of when our folks finish that, you know, life still goes on and, and support and help is still needed. So we've collectively worked with a lot of our community partners here in the county to sort of find creative and out-of-the-box ways to still support our Getting Ahead graduates. <clears throat> One of those is we're working with our Howard County Public School System in that uh, we're working with the automotive program. We know uh, transportation is a big need, and graduates having reliable transportation is a need. So we've worked with our local schools that have an automotive program in which they will do free oil changes, they'll do car checks, they will also do sort of minor services for our, our graduates at no cost um, or at the cost of parts, which, again, helps individual graduates who come in crisis or need with transportation. Um, we, have, we work with a couple of private donors in the community to be able to provide financial support to our graduates. A lot of the times, as many of you know, that um, if our graduates come in crisis where there's an energy assistance or other type of financial need, if they utilize some of our agency programs, that assistance may be only once a year. Um, but working through private donors who are able to support them, um, we're able to support our graduates financially in the time of crisis. So if they're not able to work with an organization for a financial need, we're able to, to go to that particular donor to help support that, that need. Also, um, to help with any other particular training programs. We have a lot of graduates who have an interest in um, whether it's child care or other business-related training programs that we're able to use this funding for to assist. Um, we also work with our parks and recs uh, in order to provide scholarships for summer programs but also to be able to provide an employment pipeline for graduates who are interested in child care or uh, after-school programming in which our Parks and Recs will provide uh, training and pay for training and certifications for our graduates to be a part and to assist. So just, just an idea of what we've done uh, <clears throat> so far. Uh, since 2014, we've had a little over 240 uh, residents that have participated in the Getting Ahead program. Uh, currently now, 40% of our uh, facilitators are Getting Ahead graduates. So we're really happy that we've been able to sort of re reinvest back into our graduates to become facilitators, uh, in which they're 
co-facilitating graduates uh, through our HCC program and other locations. Um, we've also created a uh, graduate committee and an advisory committee with other subcommittees that um, Sandra and Scott will talk about um, that really focuses on outreach, entrepreneurship, and, and sort of the speakers bureau. But again, that's collectively getting the graduates um, back at the table and sort of involved in, in other leadership opportunities. So to give an idea of some of the uh, other follow-up uh, and, and data information that we are now working with, um, we have our, our Getting Ahead graduates. Once our participants, uh, graduates are done, we provide uh, each graduate sort of with a 30-day uh, satisfaction survey. Again, that gives us an idea sort of uh, how the program has worked for them. Are there any recommendations that they have? Is there anything that we missed that wasn't a part of the program so that we're able to incorporate that um, through our other future uh, Getting Ahead groups? Once folks graduate, they are automatically connected to our Staying Ahead program. Um, since January 2017, all uh, GA graduates, again, are assessed sort of every six months, in which we're currently using the Charity Tracker um, to measure outcomes uh, as well as sort of helping with obtaining resources. So that's sort of another data tool that we have begun to use, again, to see sort of where, uh, what specific outcomes and, and how successful the program is currently working for us. Um, and, our, and our big component is our community engagement. Um, graduates are provided, you know, many opportunities to continue with uh, getting ahead, but also to really build on ongoing relationships um, in the community. Um, and I know, Sandra, they'll, they'll talk about sort of what those continuous engagements and community um, opportunities are. But again, you, folks will follow through our getting ahead automatically filtered into staying ahead, and in, in which they're again connected back into with our community engagement programs. Just to give you sort of what some of the feedback is from our uh, evaluations, we've been we worked with our um, county uh, planner that we have with, within our department, um, and we recently did some surveys of our investigators, um, and this is sort of from our 30-day survey just to give you an idea of some of the feedback and sort of who our population is. Um, again, 86% of our getting ahead investigators and graduates are female, uh, African-American, which is uh, over 70%, and primarily high school graduates. Um, we do have a little over 30% of our participants who are homeless, who are living with shelters, family, friends, or other transitional house settings. So we provided a survey uh, asking sort of a short brief survey with specific questions through SurveyMonkey to our, all of our graduates just to sort of get their satisfaction. Um, some of the questions that we've asked from those participants are sort of their perceptions of the future since graduation um, and participating and staying ahead. Um, we found that after graduation, of course, um, you know, 86% are more helpful. 14% um, of the folks sort of are still the same as when they came in. Um, how many folks would have had an increase in, in income? Uh, about a little under 40% have had some increase in income, and that could be sort of an hourly wage, or that could be individuals who were now placed in employment uh, after completing the program. And mostly, as you know, any of those folks who are in need of additional services, you know, over 70% um, still need support services once they graduate from getting ahead, as we, as we all well know. Um, some of the sort of accomplishments, and, and just to um, touch on some of the other partnerships that we have, um, some of our networking and, and, and socials, our uh, 
Howard County Parks and Rec's training and employment opportunities and also working with our Howard County Detention Center. So um, I'm going to turn it over to Sandra, who is, uh, again, one of our graduates, just to talk a little bit about um, what some of these accomplishments and sort of um, sort of how our graduates are now in leadership roles and giving back. Sandra? Thank you, Quentin. Um, thank you, everyone, for allowing me to participate today in this webinar. Um, I graduated from the program in 2015, and I'm currently serving as the chair of the Planning and Outreach Subcommittee, and I serve on the Getting Ahead Advisory Board. Um, and we have, currently we have three subcommittees, the Planning and Outreach Subcommittee, a Speakers Bureau, and an Entrepreneurship Group. And the Entrepreneurship Group uh, is for people who are trying to have gone through the program and they're trying to start their own businesses and they have a mentor that helps them. And then the, our local community college also provides assistance. And the Speakers Bureau... They, um, Toastmasters has partnered with us to offer anyone who wants to go out and speak a, a membership in Toastmasters, which I'm a member, <laughs> and uh, to go out and speak about the program, getting ahead, and, and what we're doing in staying ahead. So um, we have done a lot of exciting things in just the past year. So last year, we have already done socials, but we added more structured activities, so we did our first gala with awards and so there were four awards that were given uh, I'm sorry four for graduates of the program so recognizing those who've uh, worked on who've exceeded their goals that they set during the program when they were investigators volunteers who are giving back to the program um, graduate and these are all graduates who've also reaching out to people who are currently in the program to help them move ahead and then a legacy award to an individual who donates their time and service to the program itself and then we have a fifth award which is for community support so our partners are very actively involved in the program and they support all of our activities and so we also recognize one of them during this gala. So this year's gala is going to be in May, so we're planning that. We're, we're almost done, but we're planning that right now. The next thing we did in the fall last year was we did a fashion show, and we partnered with one of our other agencies, which is Success in Style, and it was a business attire fashion show to, um, you know, many of the graduates are either looking for work or looking for advancement. So it was, you know, how to dress for a job interview, how to dress on a, what business casual is supposed to look like and those sorts of things. And uh, we're really excited because we're doing the fashion show again, but this year JCPenney is partnering with us. So we're really excited about that. We did our first wholesome family activity that was open to the whole community and not just graduates. It was family game night. And we were really surprised at how many people came. We had, we didn't do a count, but it was definitely over 150 people came out with their kids. And uh, we partnered with Parks and Rec and we had donations from restaurants and other organizations. And what we did was uh, we requested $5 per family to attend or whatever they could afford. And the money that we raised, we raised almost $1,000. It went to HopeWorks, which is another one of our partners that um, provides services 
and support to survivors of domestic violence, which many of our investigators have used their services. Um, and we had lots of board games donated. And um, one of the fathers that attended had said that, that he had never played a board game with his child before. And he was just really excited. And he's hoping we're going to do it again next year, which, of course, we have to because it was so successful. Um, we had a kid-friendly movie. We had karaoke. We had an ice cream station. And that was staffed by JCPenney employees who volunteered their time. And in addition to that, they actually made a sizable donation to HopeWorks. Um, and let's see. Um, so we have to start planning for next year because it was such a success. Then we have an, an event coming up this month, which is uh, – for those that are looking for work, we're having our first networking event that will give graduates the opportunity to meet with representatives from companies that are actually hiring. It's not a job fair, but a social event where you can, you know, meet several companies that are actually looking for people. We have a couple of things that we want to do that are new. So we're looking at planning a wellness and self-care workshop this year. Last year we did it, we partnered with HopeWorks and we did poetry and some arts projects, but this we're looking to do something similar this year. And then another thing that we want to start is the is a book club. And the first book that we will read as a group is actually by one of our graduates. She just wrote and published a book and so we're really excited about that. <laughs> so we're gonna that's how that's how we're gonna launch our book club. And then the last thing is that I'm hoping to attend the AHA conference this year in September. So that's it. Thank you. Uh, thanks. Thanks, Sandra. Um, <clears throat> also, I um, we have Scott Sheldon, who was on the line. And so Scott participated in our, our Getting Ahead While Getting Out um, program previously through our local Howard County uh, Detention Center. So Scott has sort of been some, doing some amazing things. And now in the community has been connected and, and also in sort of that leadership role. And so he's just going to tell us a little bit about sort of what he's done uh, with the program and sort of his, his experience as well. Scott. Hi. Hi. I'm, I'm Scott Sheldon. Um, I guess when I completed the program almost exactly at the same time that my release date was um, from the detention center, so that kind of that worked out so that I could kind of keep a fresh perspective on everything that I absorbed in that class. And, um, of course, um, when I when I left the jail, I, I, I decided to uh, ask for help from various people um, that were there to help me. And besides, you know, getting ahead uh, coordinators and, and investigators that um, taught the class, but some of the other people in the detention center. So I put myself into a halfway house. And... Um, while I was in that halfway house, the Getting Ahead program actually decided to bring its program there also, and so a number of my roommates began taking the class um, and picking up some things from there. And um, I guess I decided to apply a lot of what I picked up and networked um, through the Getting Ahead program and was kind of involved with uh, another program out of the detention center called uh, the Reentry Services. And... I guess the main thing that I picked up was uh, that in in my past I had um, a problem of kind of maintaining a similar uh, network, um, a similar perspective on um, as far as 
the situation that I was in and the people that I was around. And so, you know, a lot of the principles and concepts that were taught to me in the getting ahead while getting out uh, involved, you know, recognizing how these patterns uh, and perspectives were keeping me locked into my similar um, problems. And so in order to change my problems, I had to change my perspective and the people that I was dealing with and the way that I, you know, the way that I saw myself and as far as um, keeping myself from falling back into being comfortable with that, you know, like I'm, I've always been comfortable in certain situations or um, environments that weren't healthy for me. So, you know, I, I, I'm capable of networking, and so that's kind of what I needed to do and recognize that. And keeping that concept fresh was important because it's not like I didn't know or couldn't see that, but it's easy to to let that fall aside. Um, when you're just trying to survive and figure out what you got to do next. But in order to change my existence from just surviving to growing and, and, and changing for the better, um, you know, the things that uh, were taught to me in the Getting Ahead program became very applicable um, and almost absolutely necessary in order to not end up back in the detention center. And it's been over a year now since I was released and I actually work for the Department of Corrections now um, and help other people who are getting out. Um, my, my job is considered, it's called a peer support advocate, and it's to kind of help people get on the right path and um, do the things that they need to do in order to not go back to jail, um, which I always recommend the Getting Ahead program to them um, as a major source of help because at the very least it helps you recognize um, the things that, are creating the problems that you're in, and so like by by addressing that, you can kind of deal with everything in a better way than you probably were if you you know if if you're struggling at all, because um, the struggle is always going to be there and it's very intense. But like changing your perspective is really what makes a difference, and and taking a class such as the getting ahead and and maintaining that kind of forward-thinking mentality with, like, staying ahead, those are the things that can help you get on track and stay on track instead of getting comfortable with the type of things that are typically leading to uh, more problems. So that's where, that's where I'm at right now, trying to keep moving forward. Thanks for letting me share. Thanks, Scott. Appreciate it. Um, and, and so, again, it... Um, we, I guess, I guess one of the, the unique things with us is that the the county government has sort of initiated, um, sort of bring in the working with the other agencies with the Getting Ahead um, program, which makes it a little bit easier. And we, we've sort of developed those part our partnerships with our other community organizations to sort of get them to buy in to see what what a great um, program this can be and help support, or initiative this can be and help support uh, the folks that they are working with. Um, and, and again, just to give uh, a little more uh, information and just, just some ideas in reference to the staying ahead, these are just a couple of pictures of some of the events that that is being done. So as you'll see, uh, sort of at the left-hand corner is uh, several of our graduates uh, and, and getting a head coordinator at the book signing sort of in support for one for our graduates, uh, which our book is called Get Your Head in the Game. Uh, we'll definitely make sure everybody has the link to be able to support her um, with the book signing. On the right-hand side is just uh, sort of being able to see the 
the Getting Ahead Network social events, and we and we again we use these social events to to bring all the different uh, aspects of our community together. So our, our our folks who are graduates of the program, and our folks who are in county government or the nonprofit sector. Um, or who are just other leaders in, in the community, to be able to bring them in, in, in an environment where everyone is able to, to connect. There, there are no agendas. There's, there's just the only opportunity to come, eat, uh, socialize, and have a good time. And we've had a lot of our graduates who have been able to make connections and, and obtain employment or be able to connect it to other resources just by coming to these network social events. Um, and we work with one of our local restaurants to uh, rent out the back area and just have really a good time. Um, and again, I know uh, Sandra talked about the family fun night and the gala. But again, these other things are just an opportunity to be able to, to have the graduates involved in sort of being able to, um, again, with leadership roles here in, in the community. Um, just so everyone sort of has our uh, my information, again, and Valerie Mathis, who we're not able to make the call today is our getting ahead coordinator. So she's our full-time uh, staff person that we have, again, that, that helps to coordinate and maintains the connection with the graduates and all of the committees as well as uh, working with the other partnerships in the community. Um, we do have a Facebook page. We would love for everyone to be able to like the Facebook page. You'll be able to see sort of all the graduations and information that are, that are coming up. Uh, we're currently working on a, uh, a video and, and a brief commercial to be uh, for the program to be able to market it again to to the broader community, um, but just to be able to show sort of some of these things that are getting done um, here in the county. So I would like to just leave time for any questions um, that anyone may have. Well, I just want to take the opportunity to thank all three of you for coming on and, and telling us your story. Everyone's written for all of us. Um, so uh, as, as Quentin mentioned, we have some time for Q&A here, which is great. I've, I've seen some interesting questions that Quentin and I might start you off. Um, we had a couple sort of related questions come in uh, about the, the start that Getting Ahead got in Howard County uh, specifically. Um, did it start um, right off with uh, county buy-in and county funding, or, or was it in existence before uh, the, the county um, government jumped on board? Can you tell us a little bit about the, the start there? Sure, sure. So it, it, it did take some time for, for the buy-in. And so actually we found out about getting ahead in the Bridges work through one of our community advocates who was a part of our uh, board to promote self-sufficiency, which, which is a board that is um, uh, delegated by our county executive. And so they're, they're charged with looking at ways to um, better support individuals in our community who might be in need. Uh, and so they brought the idea of Bridges to, to say, hey, take a look at it. This is something new that we could do. And so our first thing that we did is that we brought our board and other local leaders together, and we brought in a facilitator from AHA process um, to give an overview of Bridges. Um, from that point, uh, we were able to get some of our, our county um, admin folks to be a part of this the bridges training and which helped with some of the buy-in and and so we we decided that you know okay if we want to do this as a county we need to see what it looks like and sort of the benefits of it and so as a county we actually I, I got myself trained as a facilitator and, and we I actually facilitated the first group that we did um, here in the county um, because we felt like that would be a way to get buy-in and support from our other nonprofits and other organizations with the idea that they would be invested in it as well. So we facilitated the first group. Um, 
And again, we, we made a big spectacle out of it. We, we got the nonprofits and the administration involved. Um, and so from that point on, I, it, was, it was easier for us to say, hey, we've done this and we see the benefits of it. Um, you know, we would like to support you in being able to do this. From that point, we, um, we our county, our county uh, administration, our department went to our, our county uh, exec and our council uh, to sort of ask for funding in order to be able to do this. And so with that funding, we budgeted to do about 10 groups uh, per year. And those groups are uh, organizations within our communities, again, from our nonprofits and state organizations. We began to work with most of our Title I schools um, with uh, hosting groups at their particular schools. But so we provide a, a small funding for them to be able to facilitate the groups uh, within their schools or their nonprofit locations. Um, and we use many of our uh, graduates who are facilitators that have come through either those programs or schools to be co-facilitators at those location sites. That's great. Um, I'm going to do. I'm going to again lump in about three questions that are sort of related here, asking about uh, the challenges you see in keeping touch with graduates post um, getting ahead, um, and about the specifics of whether or not you have one-on-one -on -one formal mentoring component after. Uh, getting ahead and the experiences you've had in that area. Yes, yeah, so so uh, definitely the the follow up part has, has been um, challenges, and we've been working with our getting ahead coordinator with with different avenues and ways that we've been able to connect. Um, so some of the things that we have done is that we've we've started to involve the uh, the investigators into a lot of our staying ahead component programs while they're still in getting ahead. So we make the connections with our graduates to those folks who aren't yet graduated yet to say, hey, you know, we're here. Um, this is the benefits that you will be able to get once you're done. You know, we would like to stay in touch with you. We also, from each uh, uh, getting ahead class, we the class will nominate um, sort of a, a lead person in that group. And so that person is charged with making sure that her group stays connected or they stay informed of all the activities that's going on. And our, our getting ahead coordinator and, and our other committee members will work with that one person from each group uh, to work with the full group just to ensure that we can keep folks connected. We find that easier because it's really tough once folks graduate and they go on and life happens to really stay connected. Uh, many of our, our graduates still utilize some of our our county resources, so we're able to stay connected with them because many of our, our facilitators are with these organizations that they're getting services from. So we're able to stay connected with them in some way. We do have a lot of folks that we are not able to reach, and that's because you know they, they no longer want to be affiliated with the program. They sort of got what they needed, and they moved on uh, to, to, to something different, or they're you know, they're just in crisis. They're not able to participate. But we sort of use the model of we use a, a participant in each class as sort of that, that lead contact person. We, we use a lot of uh, technology, so we, um, we use uh, mass text messages to inform folks about the groups. Um, we use the facilitators to utilize Facebook to, to continue to inform folks. But we also find that the events like the networking events and the family night is something that will continuously get folks out when they're involved in sort of fun activities. So we try to do these different things to sort of keep them engaged. We're also uh, able to keep most folks engaged with the uh, monthly workshops that are held um, because we try to do different workshops, whether it's financial workshops, whether it's workshops on communication and other resources that, you know, there's something for everyone. 
that they can, no matter you know, sort of which point they're at, but we try to provide some type of um, supports um, or resources for, you know, that, that's able to benefit all of the graduates, no matter sort of where they are at that current time. Thank you for those ideas. Um, so I have two other questions. One uh, you, is probably pretty brief. I think I heard you mention you had funding for 10 uh, getting in groups a year. Is that right? Yeah, so yep, so we do about ten groups a year. Um sometimes we're able to do a little more, um, uh, depending upon the funding that's um available for each group. So we normally do about ten. Uh this next fiscal year we re requested additional funding, hopefully to increase that to about fifteen. We normally have about an average of yeah. ten to twelve investigators per group. Um okay. And you know, and we we try to uh, we we try to sort of uh, make sure these these groups are are different in in many ways. So we with groups with our reentry program, we have our first uh, group that's working with individuals with disabilities. So that specific group is just focused on individuals with disabilities. Our hope is before the end of the year to have a group that specifically will be facilitated in Spanish. Um, so we, we try to ensure that we connect with all of the populations um, as well as in hopes of being able to increase the number of groups that we'll be able to do uh, for next fiscal year. That's great. I haven't seen anyone bring it up in the chat, but uh, you mentioned, or and Sandra mentioned a couple times, I'm not sure who's uh, better to speak to this, um, J.C. Penny getting involved in some of your um, networking uh, things. And, and I, my curiosity is how you got in contact with them and whether it was simply a contact at the local store. I know living in Maryland that there's a, a JCPenney at the Columbia Mall. Um, if that was a, the contact or if there was some, some contact higher up in the in the organization nationally. Yeah, and then Sandra may also be able to add to this, but it, it was the, uh, so we went locally, so the, the uh, JCPenney's in Columbia Mall. Um, and so for the family fun night, we reached out to a lot of the businesses because the graduates decided that they wanted to use uh, our nonprofit in Howard County, HopeWorks, which is our domestic violence center uh, in the county, as the organization to raise funds for. Um, and so the, the graduates and our uh, committee members uh, went to local businesses and said, you know, and said, hey, you know, this, this getting ahead programs in your community. You know, we're graduates trying to support a local nonprofit. We want to be able to partner with you and connect with you. You know, would you would you like to be able to support? And so the support went from, you know, hey, would you like to provide, you know, maybe a gift card to this event so that we can raffle off to the J.C. Penney's understanding what the Getting Ahead program was doing and was about to say, hey, we want to be more involved than just providing a gift card. We want to be able to come to the event and volunteer and, and take over a station. So and I know um, maybe Sanjay has a little more to add to that, but I think once the businesses sort of understood what was happening sort of in the community, they, didn't, they, they wanted to be engaged a little more. Um, and that sort of yeah, passed along to a lot of the organizations. Yeah, that's all of that is true. And then... Um, the other piece was that the person that was um, the first contact was actually she had a personal connection from her background, and that's why she was really excited about it. And and then you know fed it up the chain, and then the general manager of the store actually came out as well and presented a gift, uh, several gifts to HopeWorks during the, um, the pre you know we did a presentation of awards or gifts, sorry. And, and so, they provided yeah. what. Maybe over what, like they, five hundred dollars worth of items. They yeah. gave um, they gave a large crock pot. This is for the the shelter for the women's shelter. They gave a large crock pot and brand new towels and a three hundred fifty dollars J C Penney gift card. 
in addition to bringing several staff members to come to the family game night to serve as volunteers. And, the, and they're really excited about partnering with us in the future, so that was great that we reached out to them. Yeah, and, and, and yeah, and then many of the other uh, businesses as well in the community that donated food and, and, and other resources. So they they pretty much covered all those necessities where you know we didn't have to provide necessarily a budget for it. We just used the community and say, hey, this is going on in your community. You know, this is here. You know, willing to support. And again, because we know things are really difficult, sort of with the the budget and some of the the limited finances that some organizations may have. Um, and as well as the committee, the graduate committee. So, you know, they sort of looked at alternative was just to, you know, to ask and, and, and engage folks to be involved. And I think that's sort of what, what really helped. That's great. There's a couple sort of questions about specifically how you run um, your getting ahead classes and, and, and the specific kind of uh, remuneration that you guys offer for your getting ahead classes, asking about gift, gift cards, cash, bus passes, that sort of thing. Okay, so for the uh, the the facilitators who uh, facilitate the uh, getting ahead group, so we, we we sometimes have two facilitators. So we'll have a facilitator from a specific organization, whether it's workforce or Department of Social Services. So those individuals aren't specifically paid; they're compensated in some way um, through time or some other way through their organization. If we have a a graduate co-facilitate, we will pay the graduate as a co-facilitator, so they're actually paid to co-facilitate. Each uh, participant investigator in the classes, they're provided a, uh, again, $25 gift card. Um, we pay, if it's a bus pass, we'll pay for the bus pass. If it's uh, they need cab transportation, normally works with our local cab company. Um, they're provided transportation if needed um, through our local cab company, so we work with them for a set price. Um, in child care, we work with our local uh, Head Start um, staff to provide child care um, for for the participants. So, and that and that sort of again decreases the cost um, yeah. for us to be able to work with them. Uh, Pat has asked where you get your investigator referrals from and how you do recruiting for the class. So, some of our referrals come from the uh, so the organizations will um, we, we provide marketing material to all the organizations because we because there are groups held through all, all throughout the county we as a um, as a county we provide sort of the marketing materials for each organization so that you know all of our getting ahead information looks the same it's the same logo with the same identity so folks are familiar with it although we have sort of you know workforce and housing and social services running programs all the literature looks the same um, through that point, they uh, do a lot of the marketing and recruitment from their organizations through that marketing material to talk about the program, and then they do their own interviews to see if participants are a good fit for that. Uh, we do the same thing through the school systems that we'll create marketing materials about the program, and we'll get it sent out to each, uh, you know, with each child in the school. Um, and so normally we will get referrals from uh, sort of like the pupil personnel workers or the counselors if we're working with the schools um, or those folks who are working specifically with families in need. Um, same with the organizations. Um, they sometimes will be able to identify families, but we really leave it open up to anyone so that we're able to, to be able to interview and, and, and get a better understanding of their situations. But we use marketing flyers and um, sort of social media to inform the groups of when we're having a specific uh, getting ahead group going on. Mm, okay. I think that's great. Um, Shelly has asked about the subcommittees that you guys have put together with some 
from some of the graduates um, regarding uh, if there's training for the roles and if the communities are, are monitored or reviewed in any way. So then Sandra probably can answer that more. So we have a um, so we have a chair, um, so we have a volunteer in the community who's sort of a chair of our Getting Ahead Committee. Um, under that particular full Getting Ahead Committee, and again, it's a mix of graduates, um, uh, maybe executive directors in the community and other folks in the community, um, and then there are other subcommittees that are all led by graduates um, as well. Um, there is, the, I mean, the county, we were, we're sort of helping support the the committee, um, but it, it's sort of led and ran by uh, the graduates. So maybe, Sanjay, you want to add, you know, sort mm -hmm. of talk a little about that more? Yeah, so we have a superstar coordinator who's on the staff with Quentin Valerie, and she actually um, is a partner as well, and so she participates in all of the committees. So that's sort of, the, it's not really monitoring, but, you know, she knows what's going on. <laughs> and then we also report uh, to the the committee. So the subcommittees all report to the committee, the Getting Ahead Committee, on our progress and what kind of activities we're doing. But uh, we're not just sort of out there doing whatever we want to do. We definitely have input and um, support from the staff. And as far as training, there is no training. Um, you know, many of us have had leadership roles in our jobs or or uh, aspire to that. So we just volunteer. There's no actual training. There's just lots of support. And um, and and one of the things that you know, we are we have been talking about. Um, so we we some of the uh, workshops that are offered through um, the Staying Ahead program. Some of those workshops are sort of leadership based workshops that are facilitated by. Um, sort of other nonprofits or executive directors in the community who will sort of donate their time to do specific workshops. Also coming up, we will be doing sort of a, a strength finders for our committee, again, as another sort of leadership tool and being able to better understand sort of the dynamics and, and strengths of all of our uh, committee members and folks on um, the board to be able to see sort of where those strengths could be, could be uh, utilized at. So we, we sort of utilize some of those things as well. Well, that's great. Um, um, I think we're coming down to the end of us here, and I, I, maybe if you or Scott or Sandra wants to jump on and, and give any closing thoughts, any advice or um, warnings or anything you might uh, think of as, as we come down to the end here. I do appreciate being given the opportunity and definitely appreciate uh, Sandra and Scott uh, really helping us out, and Valerie, who's not able to, to be on the call today, who, again, who is our coordinator that does most of the the work and coordination and, and, and event planning um, that's not uh, be here with us today. Really appreciate it. Uh, Sandra Scott, did you guys want to? Um, I, I just want to thank everyone again. And then, um, you know, when we, in, in Howard County at least, when we first go for our interview and, and fill out the application to participate in the program, one of the things that we're asked to do is to stay connected and give back. So, I mean, it's an honor to be able to, I guess, honor my commitment. And uh, we have many people that do. So, you know, there are some that, like Quentin said earlier, do just sort of, you know, life gets them busy, and then we don't really hear from them. But that, that's probably a good thing. That means they're not in crisis, and and they're doing well. But um, I think overall, we do 
we honor our commitment to stay involved and help others through the program. Yeah, I know. For me, like, um, I actually have about 500 things I need to get done today, but I want to make sure I was here for this because um, every, you know, anytime Quentin or anyone in the Getting Ahead program asks if if I can, you know, contribute my time or just my thoughts, even I feel like not an obligation, but that it, you know, it's it's the best thing that I can do because you know, at first when I took the class, it was hard for me to get um, a grasp on how you know how it was going to help me. I was still incarcerated at that time, but then as soon as I had the opportunity to start making changes in my life, I realized how much it mattered and how much it applied to everything that I needed to do to, to make things better for myself. So if I can help let anyone else know that it does contribute towards, you know, at least changing perspective is kind of the biggest thing that you can possibly do to change your life. And so to offer me that, um, you know, to help me get there, I, I feel, you know, it, it's the best thing that I can do is, is let people know that it does work and it does help and that it will, you know, bring you forward um, just just in perspective alone, you know, uh, along with all the networking and, and concepts that are brought to um, the forefront of your thoughts. So I just wanted to make sure that I, I can contribute whenever I can, you know, and it doesn't cost me anything to help out since you guys helped me out so much. So um, I want to thank everyone else also. Well, thank you all so much. I want to remind folks that... Uh, Scott and Sandra and Clinton did volunteer their time, um, and, and we want to offer our, our heart, heartfelt thanks uh, to all three of you for joining us today. I think we've all learned a lot. I've enjoyed myself and, and, and uh, got some great ideas moving forward. I want to, um, I think we can bring it to a close here. Um, I thank you guys for joining us. Um, um, so thanks again, folks. Uh, we'll, we'll be here the third Thursday of the month. Again, we're always doing these webinars the first and third Thursdays of the month. Um, and we'll thank our presenters today one more time and ask them to say goodbye, and then we'll close it down. Thanks again, Clinton, Scott, and Sandra. All right. Thanks, Jerry. Thank you. Appreciate it. Have a good day, folks, and uh, see you next time. This has been an AHA Process webinar podcast. Visit ahaprocess.com for more. Royalty-free music courtesy of Sound.com.